we are coming into the season of Thanksgiving. And we're coming into this time where we all get to pause and just give thanks to all that the Lord has done for us. But every once in a while, we find ourselves not truly appreciating all that we have and, and all the blessings that we have here. So I've asked a couple of my friends to come up and help us illustrate some of the things that we may take for granted. There I am, all ready to sit down and watch a movie, and I'm all wrapped up in my Snuggie, my comfortable Snuggie, and then I see the TV remote, and it's all the way over there on the table, it's just lying there, taunting me. I called the pizza place an hour ago. Why isn't there a pizza arriving at my doorstep this very second? I'm hungry. I'm actually probably starving at this point. So why isn't it here? Oh, I should have called Jimmy John's. Anguish. Pure anguish. I cannot believe this, but my iPhone 14 broke. So I have to go back to using my iPhone 12. <laughs> it's so outdated. It doesn't even have a very good selfie camera. Sheesh. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to survive in the Stone Age for a little bit. How do people even live like this? I'm really struggling to carry all of my luggage to the check-in desk. Why is everything so heavy? I just have too many personal possessions. <laughs> uh, what? Are you serious? I have to pay to check an additional bag? Why can't I just bring my entire wardrobe with me wherever I go, free of charge? <laughs> this is torture. My butter is so cold that it ripped my bread. <laughs> Can't we get some semi-warm, spreadable butter around here? Maybe, maybe even margarine? I can't deal with ripped bread. How am I supposed to eat something when it's totally disfigured like that? Ugh, this butter, this butter mocks me. I ate too much and now I'm going into a food coma. I barely have enough energy to lift the TV remote. Lord, help me. I went to Starbucks on my way to church, and the barista spelled my name wrong. <laughs> How dare she? Doesn't even she know who I am? For heaven's sake, Cheryl. My name is Cheryl. Who spells Cheryl with an S? I ordered my grande ice sugar-free vanilla latte with soy milk every Sunday morning. What is the world coming to? My charger cord isn't long enough. My phone's about to die, and I can't watch my TikTok while I lay in bed. <laughs> Too bad my life absolutely stinks, and my charger cord isn't long enough to reach. Why can't they make, like, a charger cable long enough for my needs? Would that be so hard? The people my neighbor hired to mow his lawn came too early, and they woke me up. Really? They had to come at 8 a.m. to do yard work while I'm laying in bed? They couldn't come at 10? Are they insane? It gets so confusing trying to remember all my forms of payment. Do I pay with my debit card? How about my credit card? And which one do I use? Oh, look at that. I haven't even activated this one yet. I guess I'll just have to settle for paying with plain old cash today. This torment is too much to handle. Mm. 
So I got up this morning and I went through my usual routine, except this time I brushed my teeth before I ate my bowl of sugar snaps and now they taste like peppermint. My whole day, it's just ruined now. I have more salsa than I do chips. My ratio of chips to salsa is so bad that it's throwing my entire snack off. Now I must face the age-old dilemma. Do I buy more chips? And if I do, will I have to have more salsa too? Oh, the anxiety. Well, I ordered a salad at the restaurant last night and there wasn't enough dressing on my lettuce, so my salad tasted like salad. (laughs) Who does that? Here I am, standing in front of my kitchen cabinets, and I see no food to eat. All we have in this house are ingredients to make food. I suppose Lisa expects me to starve. Amen. That was fun. And you know the reason why that was uh, fun this morning is because you and I recognize some of those, don't we? Maybe you have uh, said some of those things before uh, in your routine and you've gone through that. And it's easy to make fun of our, front of our life. And, uh, but we need to take today to pause to, uh, to thank the, the Lord for all the blessings that he has placed in, in our life. And to ask ourselves this Thanksgiving season, do we have the attitude of gratitude? And so we're going to be reading a story from Luke chapter 7. Go ahead and, and pick up that Bible. There's a Bible there in front of you if you're, uh, or if you brought your own or if you brought your device. Luke chapter 7, we're going to be starting uh, at verse 36. This is a story of a person that is, uh, is so overcome with gratitude that it causes her to act in a very strange way, in a way that the people of the day would not expect somebody to act. So Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 39 to start with. It says this, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life uh, learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. She wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. And so here in this story, Jesus was invited to the home of a guy named Simon. Simon was a Pharisee. The Pharisees was a, they were a religious ruler of that day. And the Pharisees didn't like Jesus. So it's not really clear why This guy invited Jesus over to his house that day. Maybe he had ulterior motives. But whatever the reason was, Jesus accepted the invitation. And this day, it seems like an invited guest 
is lingering about. And it was customary in that time for outsiders to hover around, especially if there was a a banquet of important people, kind of like what might have been going on that day. And they would be able to look in and see these important people and see how they acted and see how they ate and listen to their conversations. Now, most likely Simon's house would have included this courtyard. And so they weren't inside of a house. They were most likely in this open courtyard. And so uninvited guests could actually walk in and even speak to a guest. And so this explains why or how this woman had access to Jesus that day. Jesus had the title of a rabbi. He was known to be a teacher. He was known to be a leader in the Jewish faith. But what was so unexpected this day is that Jewish rabbis did not speak to women in public. And they certainly never ate with a woman in public. And this, a woman of this type, would never be allowed, would never be welcomed into the house of an important man like Simon the Pharisee. Now, her sins aren't named. We don't know exactly what they were, but we get the impression that she was once a woman of the street. And she had a very bad reputation. And here is Simon. He is shocked that not only this woman has come into his house, this courtyard, but Jesus, the rabbi, the leader, the teacher, is allowing this woman to touch him. And silently, in his own mind, he doubts that Christ is the person who Jesus claims to be. And he says, if this guy, if this man were actually a prophet, he would know what kind of woman this is. A good rabbi would never allow this kind of sinner to touch them. And since this was his house, I imagine that Simon was also pretty embarrassed of what was happening there. He was embarrassed for himself. Why is this woman here? Why is Jesus allowing, uh, him to, to, or allowing her to touch him? And, and he was probably also embarrassed for his guests. What in the world? I just got invited over to this guy's house and we're supposed to have this banquet and, and this is going on? Here's a sinful woman anointing the rabbi's feet. Therefore, he must be a fraud. He can't be who he seems to be. But Simon's real problem this day is is pride. It was so easy for him that day to point at this woman and to say, she is the sinner. But so hard for him to point at himself and recognize his own spiritual need and say, but so am I? So let's continue reading this story, starting at verse 40. So Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. And then so Jesus tells this story. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both of them. Now, which of them will love him more? And Simon replied, well, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. And then he turned to face the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? 
I came to your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and she wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time that I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You do not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Oh, Jesus could tell a story, and, and, and this day he was telling Simon this story to, to paint this picture for Simon so Simon would get what is going on. And so Jesus tells this parable, and it focused on the actions of these two debtors. One who owed a great amount loved more. But notice, notice in this story is not the one who loved more that was forgiven more. See, the action of love in is in response to the debt, not to the amount of debt. So you see the mistake we make at looking at this passage is, is assuming here that it's talking about the amount of sin that is in somebody's life. And we think that the more you sin, the more you will be forgiven. And then in the more in turn that you will love Christ. But this parable uh, does not deal with the amount of sin that's in a person's life, really the awareness of the sin in a person's life. So let me ask you this question, how much sin must a person commit to become a sinner? One sin? Two sin? A big sin? A little sin? I'm starting to sound like... Dr. Seuss here this morning, so big sin, little sin, red sin, blue sin, whatever it might be, right? Does a person have to commit a lot of sin or just a few sins? See, the status, whether one or many, whether little or big, the status is still the same. Sin equals sinner. Each and every person here, each and every one of us, have fallen short of the grace of God. There's not any of us here besides maybe some of those little ones who don't know better yet. None of us here have lived a life free of sin, right? Simon and the woman were both sinners in need of forgiveness. They were absolutely equal that day. Her sins just happened to be known. Simon's sins were, happened to be hidden from everybody except from God. And both of them were spiritually bankrupt. Neither one of them could pay their debt to God. Simon was just as bankrupt as that woman was that showed up that day. He just didn't realize it. For Simon to assign a, a servant to, to the task of washing Jesus' feet would have required so little effort on his part. But Simon doesn't do it. Had Simon wanted to make any sort of effort in greeting Jesus, he could have done that with a kiss, but for whatever reason that day, he chose not to. If Simon wanted to go above and beyond, he could have offered to drop a, a drop of olive oil on the head of all of his guests, a, a comparatively very inexpensive gift to hers, just to acknowledge Jesus' position. Simon didn't do it. 
He who is forgiven little loves little. Not because there isn't any sin to forgive, it's because there's never been an acknowledgement of sin. And thus they never ask for forgiveness. So why does this woman, why did she show up that day and pour out such love on her Savior? It's simple. So simple, in fact, we, we miss this from this familiar story. She was there not because she had a lot of sins, but because she knew she was a sinner. She knew that she had sinned. She uh, had not acted rightly in the presence of the Lord. But you see, Simon, though, was equally just as much a sinner as she. And everything that Simon neglected to do, that woman that day did it so much better. And the story goes on. Look at verse 48. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. And the other guests began to say amongst themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And again, this scripture, we often look at this scripture wrong. First, we must not conclude that this woman was saved because she showed up that day with tears and gifts for Jesus. She didn't have to make any amends to Jesus at all because Jesus made it clear that it was her faith that saved her. No amount of good works will pay for our salvation. You see, Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 2, for it is by grace that you have been saved through your faith. It's not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not by work, so none of us can boast. Grace is giving somebody something that they don't deserve. And so grace is love that pays a price. And that price was the death of our Savior, the Son of God on a cross. Jesus did not reject that woman's tears that day or her gift of, of ointment. Nothing from that alabaster jar was turned away because her works, the things that she did that day, her good deeds towards Jesus were evidence of her great faith. See, we're not saved by faith plus good deeds. We're saved by a faith that leads us to good deeds. And what strikes me in this story is the boldness of this woman. I want you just to think of this scene in that courtyard there that day. She comes in and everyone is looking at her. Everyone, their eyes are on her. Are you kidding me? Did you see who is here? See, they all knew her past. They all knew this woman. And some of them were probably a little nervous because they might have been clients of hers. And inside that banquet hall, she was scared to death that day to go up to Jesus. But in her need, in her passion, in her compulsion to communicate just how appreciative she was with Jesus, all of that was so much more powerful than the fear she faced. With much forgiveness comes much love. There was an Anglican bishop Back in the 1800s, J.C. Ryle was his name. And he tells a story of an American Indian who, uh, whose evident love for Christ prompted a guy to come up to him one day and ask him, 
What has this Jesus ever done for you that makes you make such a fuss over him? And so this converted Native American did not answer him in words, but he he gathered a whole bunch of dry leaves and sticks together, and he made a ring on the ground in front of him. And he picked up a live worm, and he put it in the middle of that ring, and then he set the sticks and the leaves on fire. And the flames grew up around, and the heat started to scorch that poor worm. And it squirmed, and it struggled in agony. And after trying in vain to escape, it just curled upon itself in the middle of that ring, about to die in despair. And at that moment, the Indian reached in and he took up the worm and he gently placed it on his chest. Stranger, said the Indian, do you see that worm? I was that perishing creature. I was dying in my sins. I was the one that was hopeless. I was the one who was helpless. I was on the brink of an eternal fire. And it was Jesus who put forth the arm of his grace. And it was Jesus who plucked me out of that fire. And it was Jesus Christ who placed me a poor, sinful worm near the heart of his love. He said, stranger, that is the reason why I talk about Jesus And I make so much of him, for I am not ashamed of it, because I love him that much. In just a moment, we're going to have a baptism service where people are going to come in front of you in the world unashamed of their love for Jesus. They're going to come forward and and publicly declare that Jesus is the Lord of their life. Now, what's interesting to me today is every one of our individuals today are young. The oldest one is 15 years old. There's a beautiful story being told here, isn't there? These kids and our teenager that are being baptized here today are not doing it because they have this past uh, that needs a heap of forgiveness. They're here because they recognize that even one sin, even one sin means that we're all sinners in need of grace and forgiveness. And all of these young people want the world to know that they have been forgiven and so can you. They didn't bring an alabaster jar with them this morning to anoint the feet of Jesus to show their gratitude. No, they're bringing everything that they are They're bringing their whole self. And as they are immersed in the water, they're going to remind us that through the forgiveness of Jesus, that we are all made clean. One of the things that I haven't done here at at PFN before, uh, but if you are here and, and you want to follow the lead of these young people and that woman who anointed the feet of Jesus, you can be baptized today too. If that's your testimony, um, if that's who you are, if that's what you want to tell the world, then you can join us today. Now, I don't know what you're going to do for a change of clothes. (laughs) But does it matter? Will it really matter if that's what Jesus wants you to do? I'm sure somebody will go and grab you a change of clothes. We've got a towel for you. The point is simple. If you feel the Holy Spirit asking you to take this step of faith, 
then obey it today. If you have accepted the forgiveness of Jesus and ask him to be the Lord of your life, then this is your next step. This is it. Let the world know today. Obey the Holy Spirit. Come back and join us and be baptized today. Let the world know whom you follow and who has forgiven you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come here and to celebrate this moment of baptism. Lord, we thank you for these young people who are here today freely telling the world that I have decided to follow Jesus. Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior, and I've asked you to forgive my sins. And the world needs to know it because I'm going to follow you the rest of my life. So Lord, may your blessing be upon uh, these young people here today who have taken this step of courage and bravery, their next step in faith. Lord, you told a woman long ago that because she was a sinner, she needed to come to you in appreciation and ask for your forgiveness. And she obeyed even though she was scared to death. I wonder, I wonder, Jesus, there's somebody here today that knows that this is their next step. And even though they didn't bring a change of clothes, they're going to come to you in faith. And they're going to say, I believe in you, Jesus. I've accepted you as Lord of my life, and I want to follow you. And I need your forgiveness. And then their next step is to get in that water and to tell the whole world that this is who I'm going to follow for the rest of my life. Lord, may your blessing be upon all of these kids today and those that are taking a step of bravery, but just taking the next step in faith because your Holy Spirit has talked to them today. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the sacrament of baptism. You tell us that we need to repent and be baptized. So Lord, may your blessings flow upon all of these kids, upon our teenager being baptized today. We love you, Jesus. And may you be glorified through what is just about ready to happen. We love you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Right, as they get ready for baptism, and even as we um, sing together and you feel that Holy Spirit nudging you, we just ask you to be obedient if it's time for you to go in the water. <laughs> Would you stand and um, lift your voices to the Father this morning?
was asked a couple weeks ago why I do what I do. This is why I do what I do. Amen. So we can lead our youngsters to Jesus. I have the privilege and honor to introduce my friend, Emery Hope Connor. Emery, yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Emery is, um, she turns eight on Christmas Eve. She is a second grader at Scott Altman Primary School, and she really likes the school secretary there. <laughs> Her hobbies are basketball, dance, swimming. She loves riding her dirt bike and her four-wheeler, except for the time she almost drove into the pond. <laughs> Emery loves KidZone, her friends, her family, and her teachers. Her favorite verse is Proverbs 3, 5. Can I say it with me? No. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. Emery has an amazing heart for God. She has a kind, sweet heart, and she is just, I can't wait to see what God's going to do in her life. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. So if you are here for Emery this morning, would you please stand and show her your support today? Amen. Emery, I am so glad that you are here with us today. I just got a couple questions for you. Do you love Jesus? Yeah, I know you do. And have you asked him into your heart to be your Lord and Savior? Yes. And are you going to try to follow him all of the rest of your days? All right. Are you ready? Okay. You want to hold your nose? Okay, there you go. All right, Emery. We baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. now you look <laughs> hi this is my friend faith peterson Amen. yeah <laughs> faith just turned 11 years old she's in the fifth grade um she let's see you play the piano right but you recently are learning how to play the tuba isn't that cool yeah yeah <laughs> Um, Faith is so much fun. Faith is such a, uh, a great friend. She's the true definition of a friend. I mean, she wants to make sure that everybody is included and people are getting along, and it's just great to see. Um, it's been awesome seeing Faith grow up through Kid Zone. 
Um, her favorite verse is John 3.16. I think a lot of us could say, yeah, that's one of our, you know, top verses right there. That um, Do you know the verse? Do you have it memorized? For God so loved the world <laughs> that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not you got it. Eternal life. Eternal life. That's right. If we believe. Amen. Yeah. That's good. And, she, and so she believes, and that's why she's standing here this morning. Um, a lot of times when I'm speaking about Jesus to the children, I like to refer to him as our Savior, as our King, and as our best friend. And she claims that Jesus is her best friend Amen. forever, BFS. And I think that's really awesome. And then did you want to say something to them, uh, you, why you want to be baptized or how you feel about Jesus? Jesus is better than pizza. That's what she says. <laughs> better than pizza. Amen, right? Better than the best thing. Amen. All right. If Amen. anyone's here today for faith, go ahead and stand up. Yeah, let's celebrate her if you're here with faith today. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Thank you. All right, Faith. You ready? All right. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Have you asked him into your heart and uh, asked him to be the Lord of your life? Yeah. And you uh, promise to try to follow him the best of your abilities the rest of your entire life? All right. Let's baptize you. Okay. You ready? All right. Okay. Faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father. And the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is my friend Fox Matheny, and we had to. Yeah, good. Let's hear it for Fox. Amen. We almost had to hold him back. He wanted to jump in this water. He is super excited, as <laughs> we are, as we are. Uh, Fox is seven years old. He's in the second grade, and um, he loves Kid Zone. He loves all the activities and things that we do. But what he loves most is the Bible stories. He uh, loves learning about the Bible. He is curious, wants to know more, has a lot of questions. Um, and he likes, he's proud. He's proud to be called a Christian. Isn't that awesome? Seven Amen. years old. And so he wanted you all to know that he is a Christian and you're a Christian because why? Um. Yeah, he told me just a few minutes ago, it's okay, it's a lot of people. Because he believes, right. he believes in Jesus, yeah. and Amen. he trusts him with his life, right? Amen. And you've asked him into your heart, and you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, and that's awesome. And he likes to brag, well, that he's a Christian, but he also likes to say to his family, because after COVID, they were kind of searching for a home church. He's come with his grandparents, you know, visited, but then his family was praying, and he was praying with him. Prayer warrior at seven years old, that's so awesome. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And so he said, let's go back to PFN. And then he likes to, to say, aren't you glad I found us a home church? <laughs> so that's so good. We're so proud of you today, Fox. Amen. Amen. If you're here to support Fox today, would you please stand? Amen. Amen. Look at all that. So good. Amen. All right, Fox. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, have you asked him into your heart and to be the, your Lord? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. And do you promise to follow him all the rest of your days? Yes. All right. You ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right, Fox. We baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is my friend Riley Quanstrom. Uh, Riley is so talented. She loves to do a lot of things painting, crafting, baking. I've seen some of the things that you've baked and decorated. Um, she plays the piano, she sings. I mean, she's just awesome. What I love the most about Riley is that when she's in the room, you know, Jesus is in the room. Amen. She's gotten Jesus all over her. She loves him so much, and she wants people to know that. And she um, is, is not ashamed, just like Pastor Brian said earlier. Amen. She is not ashamed um, of the gospel and of, and of Jesus Christ as her Savior. So um, I love that today is such a special day for you to be able to share that with your church. And they support you and they love you. It's an awesome day. Amen. So who's here for Riley this morning? Amen. <laughs> Oh, Riley, love you so much. And so just a couple questions for you. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. And you ask him into your heart and ask him to be the Lord of your life? Yeah. And you promise best that you can to follow him all the rest of your days? Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, Riley. We baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. This is uh, a new friend of mine, Cyan. Am I pronouncing your name right? Okay. All right. I just met Cyan on Wednesday. She has uh, just recently started attending Refuge with all of uh, her new friends uh, there in Refuge. And she is a friend of Allison Funk. And I believe is, was Allison the one that invited you to come uh, to church? Amen. And so when, uh, when uh, Bradley and the rest of the sponsors were talking about baptism and Refuge and Cyan said, that's me. That's what I need to do. That's my next step. And so well, we just had, got to have a great conversation on Wednesday. Uh, I, I didn't ask you this before. Is there anything you want to say? No, that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, Cyan, um, do you uh, love Jesus? Yes. Have you asked him into your heart and to be the Lord of your life? And do you promise to follow him to the best of your abilities all the rest of your days? All right. You ready? You want to hold? There you go. All right, we're going to move over here because you're a little bit taller than the last ones, okay? All right, you ready? All right, saying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. All right, somebody go home and get Jeremy some clothes. Amen. 
man. Oh, I love you, brother. That's awesome. Anything you want to tell your friends here at uh, PFN? I know it's been it's a rebaptism. I've been baptized, I don't know, 35 years or so ago. I don't know, the last few years have been really rough and tough and things like this. I found myself being angry a lot with God and things that's sitting out of here. Look, you see where he's taking me? Amen. You know, ever since Sue's had her stroke, it's been really hard. Um, I find him find questioning and arguing and being mad at God all the time with things. I know it's not the right thing to do. And I don't know. It's rough and it's tough. But I'm sitting there thinking, last week or so, I was thinking where this crazy life has taken me around and things like this. And just kind of directions of things going. I've lost a number of jobs and things like this. Just things happened and stuff. And I've looked at the facilities I've been in charge of and running and things like this. And looked at this latest one and had a couple opportunities and trying to decide which way to go with it. And it brought me to a facility that I've only dreamed about being able to be, be in charge of in that. Amen. And just, it's... I don't know, it's just, it's only because of him. I just rededicating my life to him. Amen. Amen. If you, uh, you didn't know Jeremy was going to do this, but if you here supporting Jeremy, would you please stand up today? Amen. Come over here. You ready? I don't know. It's cold water. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right, Jeremy. You ready? Do you love Jesus with all of your heart? I sure do. And have you asked Him to be the Lord of your life? Many times. <laughs> and as best as you can, are you promising to follow Him all the rest of your days? Yes, I am. All right. Let's baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Water still warm. <laughs> Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for such an incredible day today. Lord, as we got to celebrate you, we got to celebrate the church and all the things that you're doing in it. Lord, I thank you for the testimonies of my friends at seven years old up to however old Jeremy is. <laughs> but Lord, it just tells me that you are never done with any of us. That, that, Lord, there is still something out there. There is still hope for us. And so, Lord, may we turn over more of our life to you today than we had given you when we woke up this morning. May we continue, Lord, to follow you and, and to have the best of what you bring to us. And as Jeremy has testified, there will be days that are harder than others. But Lord, when we have you at our side, when we have you pushing us forward and spurring us on and being our, our biggest cheerleader in life, then Lord, we can do anything. And so Lord, we thank you for what you've done for the lives of those who are baptized today, but the life of this church, 
the life of PFN, 95 years old, Lord. And you have done so much through this church. And there is so much more that we're going to be able to do in your name and advance your kingdom here in Pekin and Tazewell County. Lord, we thank you for your blessings upon us here at PFN, the blessings upon uh, Summit today as they celebrate and as on Southside and all that you're doing and changing lives, one person, changing a community, one person at a time. Lord, we love you. We thank you for being here with us today. And it is in your name that we give praise. It is your name that we praise or in that we pray together today. And all of us say together, Amen.